ditch the fairy tale princess, it's time to step outside the status quo and blaze your own trail. The path littered with setbacks, successes, and newfound passions. Why? Because when you break away from the script, you start to pursue a life by choice. One that is all yours. Live unscripted and rewrite your life. Today's episode is juicy. I sit down with one of my girlfriends, Marina Middleton, who has become the go-to personal branding expert. And when I tell you go-to personal branding expert, I'm telling you like she is. She is an entrepreneur, mother, wife, and podcast host of the She Did It Anyways podcast. And Marina is dedicated to helping women build their personal brands. She's driven by her impact. Marina founded Empowered Confidence, which is a personal branding media company that empowers female leaders to leverage their stories and authenticity to build stronger brands, businesses, and communities. On the podcast, Marina shares her expertise in entrepreneurship and personal branding, empowering women to overcome obstacles and achieve their goals. We had such a fun conversation today around personal branding, but around so much more. I feel like we deep dived some like real talk about what it looks like to pivot and move into a calling that you might have and what it looks like if you want to start showing up and developing a strong personal brand to support the business you have on your heart or one that you're already creating. I shared a little bit in this episode around how I hadn't developed a personal brand and that it was going to take some work because nobody knew me for the new thing I was stepping into, which is why creating a podcast was my go-to platform for connecting on a bigger level with a bigger audience on a deeper way. And so we dove into how much we both love podcasting. And I got the world's best compliment at the end of our interview all around how good she thought I was at being an interviewer. So I took that and I just know that I'm in the right place. And I hope that these podcasts bring you so much joy, perspective, value, and that you find yourself connected to the stories that you hear on these shows. Because honestly, that is why I do it. I have always been that nosy little girl who wanted to hear what people were talking about. and. I used to sit with my best friend and my clients and think, oh my God, this was such a good conversation. I wish I recorded it. I wish I had a podcast. And I wished and I wished and I wished. And I thought, who am I to have a podcast? Nobody wants to hear what I have to say. I hate the sound of my voice. You name it, I had the thought. And for over two or three years, we both shared this, Marina and I, that we wanted to start our podcast, but out of fear and self-doubt, we didn't. And so we talk a ton about that. And I hope you find some inspiration in these conversations around why waiting to start isn't any easier than just freaking starting. So without any further ado, I got the podcast course, the Start Your Damn Podcast course. If podcasting is something that's on your heart, I challenge you, just book a call with me. Let's chat and see if it's something that is even a right fit for you to do. Because I really truly feel that it can be such a fun creative outlet. And we share in this episode, might as well let you get into it, about how much it's been able to really grow our networks. We get this one-on-one time with amazing guests because we have podcasts. And with people we probably otherwise wouldn't get one hour of uninterrupted time with. It's wild. It's wild. You're going to love the episode. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did recording it. And let me know out of it. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Unscripted, the podcast. I'm excited to have my girl, my soul sister. We're twinning with our sweatshirts right now, just in podcast love. Marina Middleton, back to unscripted the podcast because I feel like, have we never recorded for my podcast? Wait, we haven't. This is the first time. This is the first time. We've just had so many awesome conversations that I don't know where we are, what day it is, or like what's going on half the time. I'm so excited. Honestly, this is, and it feels like we have been recording forever. Even now we're like, wait, hit record, hit record because we need to stop. 
Does that happen to you when you're starting your podcast? I think I feel like you're probably a lot more organized and structured than I am, but give me some love. Yeah, it's honestly, it is. Yes, it happens too. But I think it's different because all of my podcasts are in person. And so same exact thing where we're connecting, we're talking and I am I have to actually ask the guests, like, actually, can you just stop talking? Because we have to get this on the podcast because it's so good. So I try to do like minimal talking beforehand, which is hilarious because it's super awkward because we're in person. <laughs> She's like, actually, could you just stop talking right just now so that we can actually start that. this? Yeah. Hold on one second. Can we not be friends for a moment and just pause? I love that. And isn't that the coolest thing about having a show is that it does actually feel like you're sitting down with one of your girlfriends, even if you've never met that person. Yeah, it's the best thing ever. And I always say every single person should have a podcast, like truly. And even listening to my first episodes of She Did It Anyway to now, I'm like, wow, I've grown so much from just how comfortable I am, the topics, like, I'm even like breathing a little bit more in between my sentences. I'm not like screaming at the mic. And that's been amazing. But interviewing, because I, I did solo for a really long time. And now even we do a handful of interviews because I do them all in person. And what's really powerful about podcasting, which it levels the playing field for whoever is on the other side that you're talking to, right? Like you can sit next to the most successful entrepreneur human on earth. But because they're on your podcast, it's just like, hey, we're just two people talking and chatting. And it just normalizes that relationship. And it's really cool because it allows me to be in the same room with people that I would normally not be in the same room with. Okay. She's not really meaning to pitch that you should buy my Start Your Damn Podcast course, but that's what she's doing right now. Because when you understand that you, A, don't have to be perfect to start a podcast that you're going to grow and change and evolve because that's just who we are. And you can't expect to, please don't go back and listen to them. Actually, you know what? Go listen to the first couple episodes of my podcast, which was previously called the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast, because I sound like a completely different person. For one, I started the podcast in the middle of COVID when I was a pissed off, defeated, sad, angry hairdresser whose salon was closed. And I was told I could go work outside on the street corner by the governor. So of course, like topic specific tone, everything was completely different than where I'm at now, two and a half years later into the podcast. But you're right about evening the playing field. And I always share too, like your ability to get in front of people or to sit down with people for 30 minutes, an hour and have access to like their perspective, their know-how, their their knowledge, their expertise, whatever it might be, is like unreal and unmatched in any other way. Because otherwise, you'd be paying for this specific time with probably the majority of the guests that we have on the show, right? Yeah, 100%. And what's really cool is that a lot of people use podcasting for marketing because it's a marketing tool. But what I tried to hone in on my guests is that, yes, we're going to amplify who you are and your voice. But it's actually all about the community and who's listening. And so that is the most important thing for me, that whoever I'm bringing on is providing so much value to that woman that is listening to my podcast. And it's been, yeah, it's really amazing. And it's funny because I was actually planning to start it in 2020. I like recorded my intro and outro and I was like, I'm going to do it. And I was so scared. Jess, I was so scared. I like couldn't take the leap. So two years later, I decided to finally do it. And I'm like, shame on me for letting fear hold me back from doing it. And so that's why it's called She Did It Anyway, because I realized now two years after that it doesn't actually go away. Like I was equally as scared to launch the podcast. Like it was not any easier because I waited two years. It really wasn't. 
I'm laughing because if you happen to catch this on video, I have a podcast mic behind me on my wall that I put up almost like a trophy. I bought that podcast microphone like three years ago, right after Lori started her podcast, which I think was like five years ago, maybe even. And I watched so many other people, mentors of mine, start their podcast. And I thought, she must know something I don't. She's already had a certain level of success. That's why she has a foot to stand on and some expertise to speak about. But you're so right. Like The fear wasn't any less when I finally started. I think I was just in a position where I was out of excuses. And I knew that if I really wanted to reach more people and truly grow like connection with an audience, that I was going to have to start sharing in a different way. And I feel like That's the number one thing. Don't you think that holds people back from stepping into what you teach and talk about, which is really growing your personal brand? And what I speak to around starting your podcast, I know you don't need a podcast to have a personal brand because like you so graciously always say, yo, you already have a personal brand. It's a matter of if you write in the narrative about it or if someone's just creating it for you, right? So I love the name of your podcast called She Did It Anyways, because honestly, how many times can you end that and say, you fucking did it anyways, right? Look at you. Yeah, 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 100%. And it's so cool just because with your podcast, it just, it allows you to connect with people on a different level. And I know that it's it's funny because it really does sell, sound like we're selling the podcast course, but it's just so powerful. And I just wish that I had taken the leap earlier because back to what I was saying, I was not less scared just because I've been doing what I've been doing longer. If anything, I felt more scared. I always say there's so much beauty in the naiveness. Like I was so naive when I started entrepreneurship. A lot of the times we're very naive when we're starting anything and we're like, this is going to be amazing and I can do it. And And then the more you know, the more that you're like, oh my God, there is so much that could go wrong. I talk about it like it's like that with parenting. I have a seven-year-old now and I'm like, I know too much to have another child. Like, I want to have another child, but I'm like, I can't bring myself to have another child because I'm like, I was so naive when I first had my first child. And so, again, I think there's so much power in just taking the leap and growing through that process. Yeah. Oh, so many good things there. And I think for me, the piece that was the most scary was I'm going to run out of things to say. And so it's ironic that now the show is called Unscripted because I feel like when I can really speak from a true place of vulnerability and just like my own experience or perspective, it flows out of me so much more organically. And there are bits and pieces where I really want to drive certain pieces home. So I'm very strategic around making sure I'm getting my points across in the show and same with bringing guests on. And you don't need my course to start a podcast. You can go to YouTube University, Google the shit out of stuff. Like you can go strong arm it alone. Like we both did for the most part. But at the end of the day, I think having mentorship and coaching is one of the things, A, that brought us together and B, that's really propelled and created the runway of momentum to get there, wherever that is, faster than you would if you did try to figure it all out on your own. So let's dive in a little bit because you are the go-to personal branding expert. You are the person that people are now resonating with when it comes to, okay, I know this is something I need to hone in on. I need to get a grip on how I'm showing up on social media, not just throwing spaghetti against the wall. You also speak to how social media isn't just the personal brand. So can we dive into, I know you've got some framework around what that looks like and help our listeners if it's something that they're struggling with or they're curious about or they're in the midst of wanting to really develop a strong personal brand. Yeah, so the first time or if someone's ever wondering like, okay, well, is it my time to really start building my personal brand? Personal brand has been such a big buzzword lately, and it really comes down to your reputation, what people know you for, right? And so 
that already exists, like we've shared before, I share it all the time. It already exists. When you feel like, okay, I am taking a pivot in my career. I want people to know me for something different. I am selling my company and I want to dive into a different avenue. I'm trying to grow my career in corporate. I want to speak on stages. I want to start a podcast. Whatever it is you're thinking, that to me is like, ding, ding, ding. It's time to now be really intentional about building your personal brand. A lot of the times and a lot of the mistakes that I see is coaches and quote unquote personal brand experts will be like, okay, now it's like the first thing I want you to do is focus on marketing, show up on social media, talk on social media, show your face. And it's like, marketing is actually the last thing that you focus on. And I learned that through obviously going to school for marketing, getting my degree, and then working at Yahoo, Yahoo News and Tumblr. At no point were we ever creating a marketing campaign before we built the foundation for anything and any brand that we were amplifying through through our marketing platforms, right? And our publishing platforms. Same exact thing with the framework that I've created for Empowered Confidence and all of the services that we have. The first thing is the foundation of who you are. That That is very unique to you. I teach it in a very unique way, like unique proposition, your specific unique content proposition. So what is it that you're creating that is going to add value, but in a different way than everybody else, okay? I use the Alex Hermosi example of like, he has such a unique way of editing his content and the topics that he talks about that now if you go on Fiverr or Upwork or even like Google and you're like, Alex Hermosi editing style, It's his style. He's done that so many times. He's captured so much attention by creating content a very specific way and talking a very specific way that he now owns that brand equity for himself. So your identity is the first one. Then we go into the branding where it comes with your messaging and your visual identity, your personality, like how you show up, right? I'm usually in pink and hats or black and feathers, you know, like I have a very, very specific look and everybody has that as well. I love to describe it of you go into a mall and your best friend sees an elephant and she's like, oh my God, this is perfect for you because that's your style. She knows you, right? And so it's really important to really master that. Then it's the business monetization. There are so many people that are not tapping into a third of the opportunities that they have because they haven't monetized their personal brand. And so I help them amplify all the different opportunities that they have, whether it's speaking on stages, podcasting, creating a course, consulting, whatever it is. And then the last thing is marketing. The last absolute thing is marketing. And that's when we dive into how are we showing up on social media? What are the other platforms that we need to be on? What's our media kit look like? Our speaking page, like all the things that come with amplifying, which is what marketing is, amplifying who you are as an individual and the value that you provide. So that's a very long-winded answer of the four pillars, your identity, brand, business, and marketing that we focus on. That was so much value because I feel like you're right. People want to talk about the marketing piece, which we maybe aren't calling it marketing if you're new to entrepreneurship or if you're new to putting yourself out there and calling it a personal brand. But I think in the very beginning, you painted the picture of exactly when you should start really developing and honing in on it being a personal brand. Because for me, for 22 years behind the chair, I was known for one specific thing, hair and makeup artist. And then for a short while, salon owner for a couple of years. And then when I saw sold the salon and moved into coaching, like marketing something that no one knew me for was the biggest struggle. And I think I was coached to in a way that didn't help that showed 
you had to get more followers and put yourself on social media, but I hadn't developed what I was doing or created the course or put things together to where people would even think of me for any of the stuff that I was now talking about or trying to move into. And so that's where I had to undo a lot of the stuff that I started out doing because I was taught wrong by somebody who thought they were helping in that time, but it just, it it was ass backwards. And so now when I pulled everything back and started the podcast and really just showing who I was, how I could add value, the expertise that I did have, it's helped me navigate what do I really want to be sharing or talking about? And I think your personal brand can cover many things. And I feel like for anybody who's looking to really go for it in this season right now, if you are in a pivot or if you are like really curious about doing this, you want to go to an expert like Marina, at least go binge all of her content, watch all of her shit, listen to all of her podcasts, watch the YouTube videos, get into the free stuff to see if that's the road and the avenue that you really want to do. I feel like there's so many coaches and there's so many programs and so many things that people are just jumping into without a lot of intention or really like expectation around on either end for themselves or for the people. Because I feel like we're in an era where we want to hire someone to just do all this shit for us. I'm here for things getting done for me. But at the end of the day, like if you are growing your personal brand, like nobody can do that shit for you. Can we speak to that just a little bit? Because I feel like it's one of those things like you were saying, personal brands like a buzzword, but then also these courses, these programs, all of the shit that's out there also feels like we're being sold to at a really crazy level. I don't even have all the words for it. Yeah, it's actually very overwhelming. And there's so much noise that it is so unfortunate for our potential clients and customers because they just don't know where to start and what to do. And so for me, even just talking a little bit about how what you just covered is that a lot of the times we don't have the clarity of what we want to build. And so we just copy whatever we see of someone that looks successful on the outside. And I was just on a panel at Lululemon and I was talking about how when I first started entrepreneurship, I knew that I had a really amazing background in marketing that was proven, right? And I was very passionate about personal branding and helping people grow specifically on social, okay? I ended up following so many different business coaches and I was like, oh, I can do this, right? And if a business coach created a course, I was like, I'm going to create a course. If a business coach was creating graphic assets, I was like, I'm going to create graphic assets. And what ended up happening, I actually realized that business coach or those business coaches that I was following were actually really struggling with their business. They weren't succeeding. And I'm over here copying everything that they're doing. And so what ended up happening is I had to actually... And it was working for me gratefully. But then a year into my business, I'm like, I actually don't know how to scale this because it's not me. It's not what I'm passionate about. And so I had to take a step back and say, okay, I know I'm really good at marketing. I know that I can really help someone with personal branding. Decade of building my own personal brand and other brands for other people, I can do this. And so it took a lot of lessons and mistakes and me falling into the comparison trap, me getting distracted by all the noise on social of all of the different quote-unquote experts to realize, hold on, how do I provide value with my passion, my strengths, my expertise all wrapped up together? And I'm telling you, the second I doubled down on personal branding, not only like my revenue skyrocketed, but like how I showed up felt so authentic to who I was. And I was saying to you earlier, it's been three years in business of like actually running my own business and not working for corporate where I felt like I had hit a point in my business where 
money was coming in, like clients were coming in, people were DMing me of how can I work with you? Hey, just signed up. No sales costs, no anxiety, nothing. While I was on vacation with my son and my husband. I'm like, this is what it's supposed to be like. I would have never gotten there if I just tried to do what everybody else was doing. I feel like I want to dive into that a little bit deeper because three years is a good amount of time. And that's also something I see people struggle with is the amount of time that they're willing to show up for something. I was on a call. I guess it was a DM conversation with a girl I had on my podcast, but also had met in person in Arizona. And she reached out to me about whether she thought her podcast was worth her time or whether this was something she should be doing or focusing her time on. And I said, what seems to be the problem? And she was like, I just don't feel like I'm getting a lot of downloads. And I feel like, you know, we all the things that can happen when you're first starting when nobody knows you for this. And I said, how many episodes have you put out? And I think it was like, I don't know, 35 or 40 episodes. And I was like, I'm so grateful you're not sitting in front of me. So I don't laugh in your face because I was like, you're just starting out. Like you're just getting the momentum going. I'm at going over 200 episodes two and a half years later. I'm like, it takes a minute to build momentum in an arena where nobody knows that's what you do or what you speak about. And so I think the part I see a lot of people struggle is they're not willing to get super clear on maybe the one or two things that they're really the go-to expert or person for. I feel like the word expert puts a lot of pressure on people. Do you find that to be true? Yeah, I think it does. But I do think that the knowledge that you provide, that there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. And so when I use that title, I am very confident in using that title. I didn't always use that title. And that doesn't mean that I've mastered my craft in a way where I'm no longer learning. But I like very much feel like I am an expert. With that being said, like I didn't always use that title. And even just highlighting what you said, it's so interesting. We're almost at 40 episodes, right? I have no intention on monetizing this podcast right now. I am just having fun. I am not thinking about anything. The first two weeks, I was definitely refreshing my downloads. But even now, the only time I ever know what, how many downloads I got is if I got an email of the milestone. Like that is it. I don't check it. I don't. It's just a project that I have taken on that is really fueling my creativity. And what tends to happen is that we lose the enjoyment of what we're doing when we are putting so much pressure on it to make money from it and monetize it. And it turns into a stressful job rather than we chose to do this, right? I get to be an entrepreneur. I don't have to be an entrepreneur. I can go get another job. And so when I see clients that are complaining about, quote unquote, how hard it is, I'm like, yeah, that's the point. Like, it is really hard. If it wasn't hard, everybody would be doing it and everybody would be successful. And that's just not the case. And so same with posting on social, not even just episodes, but like you can't complain about not growing your social when you've only posted 12 times in a month. Like you just can't. A lot of us are just ho hoping that we just get that lucky break. And rather than focusing on the lucky break, just focus on putting in the work. And that's not to say that people aren't putting in the work and not seeing results, but like just focus on putting in the work and making progress rather than having this like boom virality of a blow up for your business or piece of content. Yeah. And this can apply to any industry. This isn't just the entrepreneur life, but I feel like so many people from my beauty industry world listen to this podcast. That was the bulk of the community when I started it. And I find this to be true in that arena as well, because we think we can just show up at a certain level and have the the wins that someone who's showing up twice as much as we are is having, right? We see things on social media. And then back to your point about 
doing things like other people. That's where I think the burnout comes from. That's where overwhelm starts to really click in. And that's where the comparison of you're never going to catch up or keep up or get where she's at because A, you're not her. And B, she's probably got a few years on you if that's the case. Same for me. It's hard to not want to copy, which I know I've rephrased that word to use mirror. If you are inspired by some piece of content or the way someone's showing up, we'll just use the Alex Ramosi editing style. I love some of the ways that he does that. So to edit some of my pieces that way, that's inspired. I took inspired action based off something that I saw. And I think we get it twisted. And because we use all these words to make excuses sometimes to not do the things, right? It's all already been done. So what am I going to have to say about that? I find that to be really true in the beauty industry. But then a lot of entrepreneurs get stuck trying to create their own path versus like, how would you just show up naturally? So what are some of the biggest struggles that people come to you with when they really want to get serious about creating their personal brand? Yeah. The one question that I always get is, I don't know where to start. I have so many ideas. I'm so overwhelmed. And I always start with empathizing. That is so normal. Like It truly is so normal. And I say to my seven-year-old, you're not going to start as an expert or a professional athlete or an amazing skateboarder. You just, you're not. You need to learn. You need to get through that hard part. When you get through that hard part, it doesn't mean it necessarily gets easier. It's just, a different hard part comes in the way, you know? And so whenever they start there, I love brain dumps. Like we do a lot and a lot of brain dumps and journaling. There is so much power in stepping away from the internet, from other inspirations and really figuring out what's your creative confidence. Like what do you want to create and how to make it unique to yourself, right? The reason why a lot of us don't know where to begin is because, yes, there's so many different areas. There's no really right or wrong answer, but we're constantly looking at what someone else is doing that's been doing it for years and being like, we're going to do that. And so when we step away, shut off all electronics and get a paper and pen and really start journaling, so much innovation and creativity happens on that paper. And at no point, I love that you said it, we are not reinventing the wheel. However, there is so much power in making something that already exists unique to you, unique to how you can teach it and how your ideal client will consume it. Like, I just imagine like you, if I, when I create that personal branding program, right? If you took it, Jess, and taught it exactly the same way, it won't resonate with your ideal client as if you created your own course and then taught it to your ideal client, right? There's so much power in the uniqueness of how you can teach it. And we don't give ourselves that much credit to do that because it's easier to see, oh, well, someone's doing that. Someone's charging this. Someone's posting that in my industry, so I'm just going to copy them. Whenever you're thinking, where do I start? Take a step back, start journaling, start to think about what do you want to do, not what already exists in the space, in your industry, because that's where you can fill the white space. That is what people want to invest in. That is what makes it innovative. And that's always where I tell them to start. Girl, I just had to pop in the middle of this episode to let you know that I will be attending Keisha Get Mary's live event, Empower Her, in Denver, Colorado, September 22nd through the 24th. Tickets are now live and you can grab my coupon code if you click the link in the show notes. This event last year was life-changing. I was rocked and I love 
how Keisha shows up. Her energy is contagious. The people in the room's energy is contagious. They have amazing guest speakers to tap into their knowledge, their power, their energy. Two of my favorites, Chris and Lori will be there along with Mr. Trent Shelton himself. You guys snag your tickets before they're gone. You won't want to miss this. This will probably be the last live event she does for quite some time because she will be 34 weeks pregnant by the time this event hits. So again, it's in Denver, Colorado, September 22nd through the 24th. You can tap the link in the show notes to grab your ticket and join me. So good. So what were some of the challenges that you faced when you start when you were starting your own business? We've talked about a few things about getting comparison trap with the graphics and the this and the that, but there's got to be some deeper levels of things that have come up because I've watched you grow in the last two years. And we've I remember that conversation sitting at the mastermind when you were like, I don't know, should I be going this direction or should I stick with what's working, which was your empowered confidence and what you're currently doing, which I think you knew the answer to that question. But what were some of the challenges you faced when you were starting, when you went from the corporate to stepping into full entrepreneurship? Yeah. Oh, what a fun question. Like when I first started, Empowered Confidence was a confidence workshop. And I had signed a deal with Reebok and the YWCA to do these amazing workshops and events for women, all ages. And we sold out of the events and then COVID happened and we had to refund everything and we had to start from scratch. The reason why I started Empowered Confidence is because I've just experienced so much in my life and I really felt like I wanted to create a platform that helps women build their confidence to do X, Y, and Z, whatever that ended up being. The first struggle was having to start over and not knowing what to do and where to go and anything. And so I ended up reshifting everything and now Empowered Confidence is the umbrella brand that houses different brands. So Brand Business Accelerator is our business course. That was the first product that I've ever made. And it is now still our signature product for entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs. What ended up happening is I fortunately made so much money from that program the first year of my business that I took so much money and invested it into branding and a website. And that to this day will be the biggest mistake that I had made during my entrepreneurship journey. Like it was so terrible. And so I feel like now reflecting back on it is the biggest lesson that I got from that is your program and your services will sell as long as you are showing up and selling it. However, you don't need to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on marketing and websites and branding. Like You don't need to do any of that. And so that was the biggest mistake that I made really early on in my business, for sure. Okay. So basically what you're saying is that we don't need to take all of the money we make in the first year and spend ten, twenty thousand dollars on a website. I'm so glad to hear that now. It's a little late for me, but for those listening, <laughs> let's save them some heartache. Seriously. No. So that was, yeah, that was, I would say the biggest problem that I had originally is just not knowing how to spend and invest the money that I was making in my business. And I had to learn that the hard way. But besides really rephrasing and restructuring everything after COVID and then investing all of that money. I've had failed launches where I've already spent so much money, created a membership platform in all of 2021. And after doing that, because I saw so many people doing memberships platforms, I thought it was a great idea. And in theory, it is, but it required a level of work that I was not passionate about doing. It, it was insane how much effort went into that. And so I had to 
shift again. And I was like, okay, you know, our ego comes in the way all the time where we're like, no, we already told people we're doing this. Now I have to do it. No, that's BS. If it's not working for you, move it over, get rid of it, literally get rid of it. And once I did that, I was able to show up so much better for myself, my family, and my clients. It just, it changes everything. So those were definitely my biggest hurdles that I've experienced throughout business so far. Mm, I feel like that's so key. And I think so many people we see, and I've noticed, myself included, hold on to things because you've invested so much time or money into them. And I have to say, walking away from this last creative space that I created less than a year into it after dumping, I don't know, 30 grand into the space, it just, it hurt, it stung, but it was also not part of the bigger vision. And if I had sat down and really created the bigger vision like I should have before I got excited and jumped on something that I thought could do for me what wasn't part of the vision, I cut the cord. And I still have moments where I miss it or there's like parts of me that it's like, who am I without a physical space? Who am I without seeing people in person like that? But it's like those identity shifts of it created so much space for me to pour into this next thing that I'm working on, which with the podcasting, I would have never realized how much I love podcasting if I hadn't really fully embraced it again and decided like this was the avenue I wanted to go down. But I also love how you shared earlier that we can have hobbies or that we can have creative outlets that aren't a business, right? That aren't the thing that we have to monetize. I think it's nice to normalize things being creative outlets or having parts of your business that maybe are just there for support or for fun or for connection, whatever that looks like. Yeah, totally. And honestly, that's what the podcast has been for me. I just did not want to have pressure on this specific outlet because I'm just having fun with it. And while I'm having fun with it, it has opened the doors to many different opportunities that I would have never anticipated. And I wonder if that would have been different if I went in there being like, I need X amount of sponsors and I can only do this and that. I didn't want that. Like I record in my room and when I have guests, I rent out a studio and that's definitely an investment every time, but it is worth it. It's just for me, that's what I'm, that is what is refilling my cup and I love it. I love that. It's so good. Okay. So I see you on Instagram. I've met you in real life. Obviously, we know each other on a small personal level. But what are some of the keys? Because you're managing mom life, family life, entrepreneur life. I'm sure you've got friends in there. You've got family in there. Like, What have been the keys to help you build this dream life? You're sharing three years in. We're having massive success now. But what have been like your kind of fundamental keys to keeping it all together or really staying in it so that you've now had this level of success that you're having? Yeah, I have so much support. It like truly like my friends are always there if I need them. I hire all the mentors and join all the masterminds and get in the rooms. I have just different communities. My husband, of course, is so supportive. And at any point that I'm having a really crappy day and it depends on the feedback that I'm looking for, I'll either reach out to him or reach out to my friends or whatever. And I take motherhood as just such a gift. I've always felt that way. Even I had Sebastian really young and I just felt like it's been such a treat to just be his mom. And so that has been my outlet to everything. That's not to say that I don't flip out every day in the house. I'm constantly yelling and I'm doing all the things like I'm a normal person, but it's just different, you know? And so the one thing that's really helped me outside of the support is my boundaries. Like I am very clear on 
who I am, what I'm okay with, what I'm not okay with, like how I need support and how I don't need support. And I think that a lot of us create boundaries. We just don't implement them. And I think that once I started implementing the boundaries, because mind you, like 27 years of not implementing boundaries. And so once I started implementing the boundaries, it was like telling people how I want to be treated. And it changed everything. I never have problems where I'm like, feeling like I'm getting pulled left and right anymore because I have such a clear boundary. I was actually saying this earlier. So in a coaching space, you're coaching, right? You have coaching calls. I have one-on-ones. I have consulting. I have corporate clients. I'm very busy. And I used to tell them, tell me whatever time works for you, whatever time works for you. And some of my clients would be like, I'm free at 7 p.m. I'm free at 9 a.m. And I realized I'm really tired after four o'clock. Like I hit a wall. And it's unfortunate if you're investing all of this money to work with me and I can't give you the energy that I know that you bought in on. And it took me like, I would say almost two years to be like, hey, I actually only do calls on these days during this time. Everything else, I'm with my family, I'm traveling, I'm working out, I'm having fun. Like I'm just living my life. I'm relaxing, watching TV, whatever it is. And so really, if I can tell anybody anything is just your boundaries is so important, not just creating them, but implementing them, no matter how uncomfortable it feels to do so. I think that's such a key piece. And I know that we could talk for hours on end and we'll have to do a part two because it's just going to happen. But I think that last piece around boundaries and around really figuring out what it is that you need, everyone's boundaries are going to look different. And at the end of the day, I speak a ton to boundaries are for you, not for other people. And until you get really clear on what it is that you need, then you can properly communicate, A, to yourself and to everyone around you. I find, too, that a lot of times I don't even need to share the boundary with somebody. If Say it's not a client. Say it's an old friend or a person in the family or someone you just let do things normally. Shifting and starting to say no to certain things like can be enough. There doesn't always have to be this big explanation around why you're not attending those events anymore or why you don't call that person so much anymore. If you find yourself in repetitive negative patterns that are only really hurting you, like that's your personal responsibility to step in and say, okay, this is on me and what can I do to change? I think I accidentally one time said to a friend of mine, they're not giving me what I need or want anymore. And she's, they're not giving you what you need. I was like, ooh, yeah. She's like, it's not on them to give you what you need. If there's someone like your husband or something, right? Specifically, you can ask, hey, when I come to you, I'd really love if you could just hold space or whatever the case may be. Giving people proper boundaries around that is great. But sometimes no conversation needs to be had. And I realize that more as I've gotten older, because I think I'm almost twice your age. Like sometimes shit doesn't need to be said. Sometimes you can just walk away from a situation or avoided if at all possible. And that goes with social media too. I feel like the boundaries that you put on the things that you're allowing into your life, whether it's music you listen to, shit you watch on TV, stuff that you're consuming on social media. Do you have any like boundaries around that kind of stuff that doesn't really have anything to do with people, but like the stuff that you bring into your world that you consume? Totally. I have changed my mindset and relationship with social media. So social media used to be like my life. I was on it all the time and I felt like I was just consuming. And I realized that if I have a bad relationship with social media, since it's a marketing tool that helps me grow my business, then my business is going to fail or it's going to reflect that in the growth that I have. And so 
what I did is shifted the mindset that I had around social media. Social media is a tool that I use to grow my business. That's it. I allocate times for when I'm working on social media and that is posting, engaging. I now have a team that just like engages and does all the things. And I now have like my nighttime, I'll say goodnight to Matt at eight o'clock and I'm scrolling for an hour upstairs. And I enjoy that. I like, that is my time. Sometimes I'll come upstairs in the bed and I'll be like, hey, and I'm like, I'm on my TikTok time. Like, this is my time. And a lot of people will be like, no, don't do that. Don't scroll. And it's like, no, I'm using social media for what it was created for, right? And when I tell you, I am cackling. I like, I am laughing at all of the content that I'm seeing. I'm reposting, I'm sharing, and I'm having so much fun. And it has changed the game for me because now social media is fun. I never dread opening the app. I never dread posting. Like, it's just fun. And so that would be my biggest thing is really reframe how you're using social media. It was created as a tool for you to be social. Coincidentally, and fortunately, it is now also a free marketing tool. Use it as that. Be social, have fun, use it as a marketing tool. That's such good advice. Okay, let's close out with what are some things that motivate and inspire you? Because as someone who creates a lot of content, as someone who shows up with the energy that you do, like where do you draw inspiration and motivation from? My, wow, what a good question. I would say it is the, like my future visualization of how I visualize my life. Like that to me, I'm relentless when it comes to doing whatever I need to do to build that life for me and my family. And so that's where a lot of the inspiration comes from. Whenever I have a bad day or hit a wall, I reach out to that of, I know I'm building this and so I'm going to keep going. So that would definitely be where my inspiration and motivation comes from. And then like outfit inspos are and like fun, like silly things is from Pinterest. I love Pinterest and I feel like it's so underrated. Love it. Oh my God. So good. I feel like having that big vision for what it is that you want, it can be the carrot like our one of our mentors, Chris Harder, always talks about. And whatever your carrot is, whatever the motivation or inspiration to keep you in the game, like that needs to be rooted and put somewhere where you can see it every single day so that on the days that it's tough and challenging, because we have them too. Hello. Like it's not like we've got it all figured out. And that's always what I know both of us want to share on the podcast. That's why hers is called She Did It Anyways. And mine is unscripted. Like you don't have to have it all figured out or read a whole plan written, but having a vision of how you want to feel, how you want your days to go, how you want your life to look will help keep you dedicated on days where it's not so fun and as exciting. And just simple shifts around social media or how you show up or the boundaries that you have put in place. like Those are the key pieces that will help you enjoy entrepreneurship if that's where you're currently at or where you're currently on your way to go. Now, if you want to deep dive into personal branding, like huge shout out. I've watched Marina do the work she does and I've watched people have massive success through her programs, but just being in her world, again, you can go ingest all her shit for free on her podcast, on her social, on TikTok, everywhere. And honestly, like, I think one of the coolest things about having these podcast platforms like we talked about is just your ability to get to have these deeper conversations and give people insight and perspective because at the end of the day, sometimes all we need is that little perspective shift to be like, I think I can do that. I can do that too. I can show up like, you know, them or do something that's going to make me feel like I've contributed or added some sort of value because we all have a lot of value to add. It's just a matter of like how you want to share it or what parts of you you're holding back on letting out. So if you guys love this episode, reach out to both of us, share your takeaways, your ahas. It means the world. I have been saying lately on this show, a girl likes some validation. So I'm telling my listeners, my followers, everybody, 
Can you please let me know you love this episode? I know I tease and say stuff. There's an outro that follows this, but honestly, it means the world when I can hear the little bit of impact that it might have had in your day, in your week. Maybe you heard this at the exact right time you needed to hear it. Often we don't say anything that's like rocket science, but it's like, yeah, I know that I needed to hear it today. I'm so grateful because it helps us want to continue to show up and pour into everyone who's listening, even if it just helps one person. So Marina, where can everyone find you? I know you're Marina Middleton on Instagram. Yeah, Marina A. Middleton on Instagram. DM me. That's like where I hang out. And then I have all my links in my bio for the podcast, working with me and all the things. Awesome. But I want to touch on too, you have one thing coming out soon. I think when this podcast comes out, will you share a little bit about that? Yeah. So we are officially taking the curriculum that we have used for years now with corporate clients, individuals, influencers, creators, entrepreneurs, building their personal brand. And we're building a personal brand power is the name of the program. It is a very elite program that combines a mastermind and a course. It'll have both the digital experience, peer-to-peer learning, plus the in-person experience with amazing speakers and really amazing transformation where it's focused 110% on helping you build, monetize, and really elevate and maintain your personal brand. We cover everything from building your personal brand to working with PR, launching podcasts, creating courses, speaking on stages, everything that has to do with personal branding. It's really cool. And it launches in June. Waitlist is open now. Yeah, get on it. Okay, I'll have her send me the link. We'll put that in the show notes. If this is something that's on your heart, you guys don't hesitate. I back a lot of things or actually I don't back a lot of things. I've backed one or two things. Fast Foundations has been the catalyst for my growth. I know for hers as well. But watching what people do once they learn the online fundamental skills and then taking their expertise and then going, she's your go-to. Okay, you heard it here. Sending you guys so much love. Check in with us. Let us know how you're doing. Share this with a girlfriend if this could help them or if you two want to deep dive into your personal branding together. I know I have some friends that I'm going to shout them out right now. Kyra and Kelly. Y'all need to invest in something like this and step it up because your personal brand is waiting to take over the world. Okay, just saying. And we'll see you guys on the next one. Thanks, Marina. Thank you. Giving back is easy. Leave unscripted your five-star rating and written review. I appreciate your support more than I could ever put into words. 